Here we go, 417 in the Southland. Let's go on a Monday afternoon. You ready, Cappy? Come on. Sit down and cap right now. Bing, ba da boop. Dee, da da bop. Boo, ba da bop. Sedano and Cap is on your Monday afternoon. Right now, it's a very special moment here on the show. Because we get to introduce a new teammate, even though Sedano already did it. And special music. We only got like four different beds, music beds, but we're going to use this one. Get him a new cart. Sedano, why are you making that face? I'm not making any faces. Uh, just making sure I'm, you're not mad at me. I'm just trying to get my rundown up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, the one and only... Producer DeAndre Hawkins. Yeah. Welcome wow. on National Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank yeah. you. What's up, Damn. Producer D? Nothing much, man. I'm excited to be here. I'm glad to be joining Sedano and Cap, man. Truly blessed and humbled, and I'm ready to get going. Yeah? You got them G-Fazos on today, dog? I, you know, I actually don't got the G-Fazos on, man. I got the nice little, you know, air, uh, high-top ones, Air Jordan ones on right now, man. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, when you get them G-Fazos on, let me know. Cappy, are you excited that DeAndre's here, part of the team? I'm very excited about DeAndre. Uh, this young man has been busting his butt for a long time for this radio station. And for him to get an opportunity as Laura gets a promotion, I'm super stoked for this guy. But, DeAndre, how old are you, man? 25. You believe how young this kid is, George? I mean, he's young, yeah. I mean, this guy could be our son. Yeah. I mean, if you and me had a love child, this is what our son would look like. Right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This would be our boy. And here's the thing. You're so excited about it that you're even here. Oh, no, wait, you're not. No, I'm yeah, not. What's up with that? You what? don't come in for the guy's first day on the show? I mean, no. Sedano showed up with gifts. Where are those donuts, by the way? Everyone they, uh, had gifts but you, Kevin. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. I left them in there. In the I'll go get them right yeah. now. Hang on. Yeah. National Cookie Day. I brought crumble cookies and some donuts. Nah. I was, I was up at uh, SoFi yesterday. I'll be up in LA Live tomorrow. I'll be at the Laker game if anybody needs me tomorrow night. I'll be back at LA Live on Wednesday. So, nah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, but you DeAndre. could come here for a new teammate? No, I couldn't. You know, Cappy, I was, I was kind of you know, upset, man, once I saw you weren't in the studio, man. My heart was kind of hurting, man. Not oh, really? Lie. Yeah, just a little bit, man. Really? Just a little just bit? Just a little bit. He, a little bit. He, he's not lying. He was like, well, where's Cappy? And we're like, oh, no, he's at home. He's like, what? what? Yeah. No, you know, you know, he, he only, he's only in studio a couple days a week. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> the way he works. That's Unless he it gets benefits down. you, of course. You know? Oh, if it benefits him, he's here for sure. Right. Now, right. If there Is was there a anything Lakers benefiting game me tonight, tomorrow? Right. Anything exactly. tomorrow benefiting me? Yeah, anything. the Lakers game. Okay, right. That's right. Thank you, Lindsay exactly. Baseball. See, that's good producing right there. All right, DeAndre, come back in here. You got to train. Yeah, you got to train. Yeah, By the way, how about this? Me spending the next month over the wheels of steel with DeAndre. Dude, this is going to be great. This is going to be great because Chris is going to teach DeAndre exactly what he would do if he were running this show. Right. And I would say in 30 days, George, and maybe a little bit less because uh, we're going to have to accelerate it because of Christmas and the holidays and everything, mm. DeAndre is going to turn into a master board operator. I believe and so, yeah. show contributor, I'm quite certain. Yeah, I would agree as well. And uh, Mason has just texted us in right now. To say says, what? I really do have a podcast tomorrow night. I'll definitely do it as in the skating if you pick a different day. No. By the way, I will be a disaster on skates. No, we're doing it tomorrow. Me and, me and Morales are going to go out there and twirl around. And we're going to do our, our Blades of Glory bit. And we're going to be out there having a good time tomorrow before the Laker game. So if you're coming down to downtown L.A. tomorrow, make sure you get to L.A. Live early. Because I would say Morales and I will be on the ice at L.A. Live. What do you think, Chris? Six o'clock, you and me? No, earlier. Earlier? Yeah, I got to get into the arena. I got a meeting. Oh, really? What kind of meeting? Not important. What time? For you. So what probably time? I need to, we need to get on the ice by like 545, I think. Okay, I'm in. And how long we got to skate? Probably 30 minutes. You going nice. to twirl me up? Oh, you, you know it, girl. You go to reverse, uh, what would it be? 
Uh, a triple axel. Yeah. The time of my the re- time. You're going to reverse mount me. That's right, I am. You got to be careful, though, man. I got to be careful. I don't want you getting hurt out there on the ice. Our cheeks will rub together in the crisp night air. Okay. Mm. Okay. DeAndre, you, you excited about this as I am? Yes, I am. I know, DeAndre. <laughs> Producer D. DeAndre, you skate? No, I don't skate that much. I'm actually starting to roller skate a little bit now. Okay. No we're ice sh- skating. Well, now listen, just Cappy, before you get all out of control, we're sharing one mic right here. Oh, you and you and DeAndre. Now, now uh, back in the old morning show producer Jorge days, we had separate mics, so they got to build that out for us. Okay, they'll do it. I'm sure they will. Once you tell them what to do, the they'll do it. The engineering team, which is uh, nobody. You anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Shadano, I got to say, I like that purple uh, quarter zip you're rocking today. Very princey. <laughs> okay, thank you. You're welcome, I guess. Yeah. Thank you. No, very sharp. I like purple on you, buddy. Okay, Pally. Well, I appreciate that. I may get some purple. Um, purple drink. I don't know about a little purple dranky drank, but I'm getting one of those purple three quarter quarter thingies. Okay, yeah, you should have come in and bring cool. in. You should have brought in purple drank, Cappy for today. I should have brought in. Some we would have all, all gone crunk. Well, I feel like Cappy, <laughs> Cappy after this weekend probably needs some purple drank or something because he. Uh, I feel like you had a very busy weekend this weekend, Cappy. Sure and you're, you're unfortunately your brownies didn't win the game. No, but it's like Sean McVay asked last week. He said, so, Kaplan, who you uh, who you rooting for on Sunday? Yeah. You know, the Rams or the Browns? And it's like I told the coach, I'm rooting for both. It's a no-lose situation for me. If the Rams win, they work their way right back into the playoffs. Correct. If the Browns win, they are, you know, headed towards playoff position. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, for the Browns, they're on a fourth quarterback. They got a defensive end who's one of the top players in the league who's hurt and not, not the same guy. Um, they're, they've lost their best running back. They've lost their best offensive lineman. And, and all credit to the Rams, because I said this to you last week. This might be, even right now at 6-6, six and six, George, regardless of what happens from here, this might be Sean McVay and his coaching staff's best coaching performance of their entire tenure here with the Rams. Sure, because it's completely just on, you know, it's unheralded, right? Like it's it's surprising to some people that they would be in this position when many thought they were going to be in a position for the number one overall pick. Yeah, and let me tell you something. If you've not been to a Rams game, I don't need to sit here and be a commercial for them, but let me just right. say this. Well, I saw you take pictures with everybody, so clearly you are going to be a commercial for, for them. It, it was so fun. Yeah. Like, like uh, that is, truth be told, that is yeah. my second Rams game. Yeah. The Just the whole experience as a fan. It's just, the day is so much fun. It's a great stadium. There's no doubt. Listen, um, I will say this, though, Mm. to the Rams. Okay. I appreciate what you guys do unless it impacts me. Here's what I mean. Okay. Do you know, George, that last week I told you I had a whole ticket situation? Remember? Yeah, yeah. Needed eight tickets. You needed six more, yeah. I I needed eight tickets to the game. Yeah. And I needed eight field passes. You're such a bad guy. I I did feel, if I'm being honest, I did feel kind of bad for asking for so much. So... Yeah, no, you didn't, but go ahead. So, but here's the thing. Right. When you are on the other coaching staff and you put in for tickets for as a visiting team, yeah. you would figure they give you somewhat decent seats. Not really. Dude, this year, Section 506, Row 21. I swear to you, that is the last seat, the last row, the furthest seat in the entire stadium from the field. That's where those eight tickets were. Row, row 21 in section 506. Now, do you think that, like, he could have gotten you better tickets than that? 
Not at all. Okay. Because all he does is he says to their teams traveling. Yeah, just get whatever, the secretary, the traveling secretary, just get me yeah. eight tickets. I need eight tickets for the game. They yeah. say, okay, here's your eight tickets. Well, but I, but if there were two tickets. Right. I was going to say, if it was less than eight, you know, make four, if, if two. If it was two, do you think maybe you would have ended up with better seats? I think maybe. I don't know if that would be the case. 100%. I feel like there's a sliding scale on how the amount really? of tickets. So if it was only two, it'd be a 50-yard line. But eight, Maybe not 50-yard line. It'd be way better. But I guarantee it, you'd be probably better. be down a couple sections. Yeah. Mm, I don't know, man. Well, anyway. Whatever. So did you get into the suite? Is that what it was? Well, so yeah. So I, I took my friends who I got tickets for up to section 506, row 21. Yeah. And I got everybody comfortable. I'm like, is everybody good? Everybody good? Like, And I actually was apologizing. I'm like, sorry, guys. I know the seats suck, but what can I tell you? You know, I'm like, is everybody good? They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll see you guys later. They're like, well, well hold on. Where are you going? I'm Wait, like, you didn't even bring them to the suite with you? No. So you left those people in section 507 or whatever. 506. 506, row yeah. 21. Row 21. And then yeah. you bailed on Correct. them. That's right. That's right. God, Man, you, you really are you're a bad guy. You're the worst. And well, you're let me ask you guys. you're complaining on the radio yeah. about getting free seats to a game. Well, I didn't say they were free. Of course they were. You would never pay You'd never money. pay for anything. Especially yeah, but, for nosebleeds. Yeah, but I, I didn't say I paid for them. I just said they weren't free. Uh-huh. Somebody had to pay for them. They were probably on the house. No, they were not on the house. Oh. So it's from the allotment of the Cleveland Browns paid for it then? No, my buddy Alex paid for it. Okay. He put in for eight tickets. Wait. They actually make a deduction from his paycheck. They, okay. Does that is that really how that goes? That's Maybe on the exactly road, how that's how it goes. I'm that's sure. Exactly how it goes. Yeah. Man, seriously. Jimmy now, Haslam's Now, you cheap, guys then. think I'm a bad guy for leaving my friends up in section 506, row 21, right? Probably. Easy. But Jimmy's I will tell you this. I will tell you this. I brought my friends down to the field before the game. So they were on the field. They right. saw the pregame. Yeah. They got autographs. And then they, they went pictures. all the way to the top. They, from, and they started went, at the bottom. Now they're here. 100%. <laughs> they, they went from, George, the best seat in the house on the field to the worst seat in the house, row 21, section 506. Yeah. But And as bad as I felt, and as much as I was apologizing for having the worst seats in the entire house. Then you left. I was like, yeah, you got, I got you on the field, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, but not during the game. No, but no. During on. the game, no one's really. Yeah, on I mean, I'd rather have better seats and sit up there the whole time. And, yeah. You know. Now I saw you mm-hmm. take a picture with Kevin Demoff. Yes, that's Mason's right. friend Kev. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, like, you couldn't have asked him for better seats. No, I didn't feel like I needed to. I I was fine now, with my he, friends. Did he know? He know who you were. You. I'm asking because I don't know. I don't know well, if you, you know I'm him or walk not. Walk up to a guy and go, "Hey, can I have a picture with you?" Yes. You're no. That why would of, I do that? You're also that kind of guy. Oh, really? You're this, the guy, this, this from you the guy. You told us a story about how you walked up to Magic Johnson one time and said, Yo, Magic, what's up? And right, but I didn't like, ask him to take a picture. But you were like hugging it out with him and he got right. you in some like, I don't know, some club or something. Yes, that's right. I have no shame on that. So that's my point. Why wouldn't you walk up to Kevin Demoff no, and just be like, hey, Kevin? Why do I even have to take a picture with the guy who runs the team? I've known Kevin Demoff for a very long time. I don't know. I mean, you did what? take a picture. You posted a selfie. Yes. No, I don't no, know your said, relationship And I said to Kevin, him. I said, oh my God, hey, I'm kind of documenting the day. Let's take a picture. Because we had a long conversation about a variety of things. Okay. So well, I don't know. Cappy, I, I don't have a list. I only know the list of people you've pissed off. I don't right. know the list of people you've known for a long time. Oh, well, I'll give you that list. I mean, okay. Can you do Radio it in a moment? Michael, mo- can you make that list, please? Can you do it in a moment and tell us about Yamava? And then we're going to come right back. Can yeah, because I want to find out how Lindsay's day went. Less about yours. Just tell us about Yamava right now. I don't know, man. My day was pretty exciting. I mean, it sounds like you ditched all your friends. I did ditch them. That's right. I did ditch them. But anyway, let's talk about Yamava. This upcoming Thursday, the 909. Now, I tell people all the time it's the greatest sports bar on the planet. That is because... The 909 Sports Bar is to sports bars what SoFi is to stadiums. 
And I don't know if I'm using the word plural correctly. Is it stadiums or stadia? Bottom line is this. You go to SoFi, you see all those incredible monitors where you can see everything. Same goes for the 909. They've got monitors everywhere, and some of them are like these massive, gigantic movie screens so you can see the game like better than if you were sitting front row. Come on out this Thursday night, 32 craft beers, four amazing restaurants, Thursday night football. We give away $1,000, 250 every quarter, and we have a great time. The Circle of Trust comes out. You should come out. Yamava Resort and Casino this Thursday at the 909. We'll see you there. All right, Cappy. So, Lindsay, how was your day at, at the Browns game? Because I feel like you actually are invested in that that game yesterday. I mean, it was amazing for me. Cappy was just hanging out. I don't think I think he's like slightly invested because his friend is the offensive coordinator. But he, unless he's lying to us and telling us that he didn't care about the result, whereas we knew you cared about the result. No, I cared about the result. I wanted the Browns to win. Wait, you just said you didn't care who won. Right, but I did care. But so you lied Mc- to us. I told Sean McVay I'm good with either of them winning. I never understand you. Well, it's like you said last week. I'm sort of agnostic to it. You know, I learned that word over the weekend. I had to look it up. All After season, the- you were calling them my Browns, as in yeah. yours. Yeah. My, Browns, my Browns, my Browns. And then they my lost, Browns. and now you don't want to own up to even them? Even my Patriots yesterday. Those were my Patriots. Oh, your Patriots. we got to get to those guys in a second. Not your Patriots, but the Chargers. But anyway, go ahead, Lindsay. You had a good time? I had a great time. Good. My entire family was there at the game with me, and we were in the VIP club-level seats where they have all the, like, the complimentary i won't say they're free because you know somebody has to pay for them um the complimentary food and drinks including alcoholic beverages nice and you know i had my one drink and i was like man by halftime i was like all right i'm ready to take a nap or go home um but everyone else you know we we all had a great time uh lots of food my my nephew probably like 20 plates of nachos that's great those were delish uh Mm. so we had a good time it was fun tell you what though the uh the 710 suite was going off yesterday it was it was dude uh, Bernie Kozar and Eric Metcalf, former Browns, came by, which was really, really cool to hang out with Bernie Kozar. I haven't seen Bernie in did many, you have a many dr- years. Did you have a drink with Bernie? For uh, me? No, I don't, I don't think, he think drinks Bernie drinks anymore. anymore. Yeah. I, I saw him on the way up, him and Eric Metcalf. Yeah, I don't think Bernie drinks anymore. Yeah. Um, I think he's cleaned okay, up Okay, did you life. have a pop with him, I mean? I had water with him, but I'll tell you what, he um, we, we have like become best friends now, kind of like you know me and Canelo were, kind of like the way me and Floyd Mayweather are. Just like but, him and Taylor Swift are? Uh yeah, kind of. Yeah, like like Bernie, you got to understand something. I was 13 years old in the Orange Bowl that night when Miami beat Nebraska for the national championship. So I'm a Bernie Kosar lifelong fan. So it was great to hang out with Bernie yesterday, take some pictures, exchange phone numbers. We actually were talking today. He and I he was like, hey, I'm available to come on the show if you guys need me. I didn't really present it to you guys. I didn't think you guys would really want to do that. But why not? You why actually, would we not? Most of your guest ideas are horrible. Mm-hmm. And then today, that actually would have been interesting. Oh, I can have Bernie and, call in any time. I haven't, had, I haven't spoken to Bernie in 15, 20 years either. Oh, yeah. What a guy, man. We had a long talk yesterday, and I think we're going to be BFFs. I think we're going on vacation together. Oh, nice. Look at that. When, yeah. When's the first time you ask him to like use his clout for sighted? Um, I don't know. What can he bring to the table is really what it's it comes down to. I mean, he's probably got pretty good connections, I would say. I mean, if he can bring some money to the table, he's in. Tell you that. I will tell you guys this. Um, I think I have a new outfit for the Mandy's okay. coming up because yesterday Deshaun Watson was on the field before the game. And I, I walked up because my buddy Alex said, You got to come over here and you got to meet Deshaun Watson. Because I guess Alex was telling Deshaun my, my whole call ahead theory. I've, I've shared this with you guys a million times, right? The call ahead. When you need a table at a restaurant, you yeah, call you just ahead. say you're so and so, right? Right. So I so on Saturday night we were going to go to Craig's, and then I bailed on that because Rachel didn't come with me, and then they wanted to go to Javier's, and I was like, and they couldn't get a reservation, so of course I had to do the call ahead move. So I guess Alex was telling Deshaun about the call ahead move, 
And so Alex, I come over here. You need to meet Deshaun. So I come over. I start hugging it out with Deshaun Watson, and he's got on some fit that I don't. I don't know where this brother got this stuff. But I was like, dog, I need to borrow that entire outfit for the Mandy's. Mandy's three, because man, he had on all this cool jewelry. He had on these pajamas that he was rocking that looked so comfy, you know. So it wasn't I mean, a listen, pajamas. Well, what would you call? He them? was wearing like an F one like racing like jumpsuit thing or Lamborghini. That's what That's it was. What like that a was? Lamborghini thing. That's what yeah, he was wearing. It was like a Lamborghini thing. Oh, I didn't know jumpsuit. That. Oh, I thought it was pajamas myself. Don't you love how like all of the Cleveland people are so accessible? They'll talk to anyone. You mean you mean like uh, Sean <laughs> yeah, Watson? There's a joke to it. Yeah. yeah, I mean they'll talk to Cappy, right? Is there, yeah. No, I'm just saying like they're they're very like open and friendly and hanging out in the suite with fans and stuff. Like that's what I'm saying. Like they're very friendly and you know that's like the Midwest vibe. They're very like oh hey let's be friends. We're all gonna hang out. Hmm. With, with, with just anyone. Yeah. Don't you think that's cool? I think it's cool. Okay, think well. it's, it's nice that they're all very accessible. Who's not accessible? Who's, who's I mean like, like do you like I feel like there's like Rams. Do you think that the Rams or former Raiders or you know, or like hanging out in suites with, with just regular Joes? No? Mm, yeah, kind of. Depends really? on who they are. I mean, I think there's a, like, um, I see Eric Allen is always at a bunch of Raider games. So, I, I don't, don't know. know who he is. I mean, he's <laughs> not going to lie. You're too young. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Not going to lie. He does yeah. a show with uh, John the Brick. Yeah. He does do a show with John the Brick, actually. In Vegas. The greatness of the Raiders. Don't be gutless. Uh, so, anyway, Cappy. Were you more impressed with Deshaun's fit or with Joe Flacco actually being able to throw a football? I was more impressed with Flacco. I mean, come on, listen. You take a guy who's 38 years old, who hasn't played in a football game in well over a year, who didn't go to training camp, who hasn't been with a team as a backup taking any reps of any kind. You pull this guy off the couch. You put him on the practice roster. He doesn't get any reps last week. He barely knows the offense. And your quarterback gets hurt. And so now you're on to your fourth quarterback, and, I mean, you tell me. I had Joe Flacco yesterday on prize picks to pass for more than 196.5 yards. He passed for, like, 240, something like that. Um, I was damn impressed with Joe Flacco. Really impressed with some of the throws he made. In fact, the best throw he made, George, was a ball where he's rolling to his right. He threw the ball across his body and kept the ball in bounds, hit Njoku, their tight end, who then made this incredible run and then did this, like, leapfrog move. And, and it all got brought back because of a holding penalty, but it was Flacco's best ball of the day. Yeah, Were you I, impressed with that or not? I was Flacco? mostly impressed with him, uh, although I did call out the interception when it happened. I'm like, oh, this is this is the time when this is going to go south for them. And he he threw one up when he shouldn't have. He double-pumped it. He threw it, and uh, it was an easy pick. That was the end of the game right there. When yeah. that well, happened, that was the end of the game. To me, the end of the game was it's 20-19, to 19 and oh. your kicker misses a PAT. Well, That's the end of the game. Well, they still had plenty yeah. of time, though. Yeah. I, you know? No, but I, it just deflated it did, their entire team. I think that the nail in the coffin was the pick. Are you yeah. ha- are you saying that uh, based on knowledge, Cappy, is what you're saying? That, de- that deflated the rest of the team? No, I'm not saying that it was <laughs> any knowledge, but I mean, it just kind of looked like that, didn't it? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I thought so. Yeah. But um, I'll tell you what, you know, if, as impressed as I was with Flacco, yeah. I got to say, and I'll keep coming back to Coach McVay, yeah. these guys play for him. Oh, you know? they, dude, this, this, this team is they're going to be good next year when they have money to add to this team. Like, they're going to be legit good again. Well, credit goes to the scouting department of the Rams. Yeah. Look, we were all impressed the first few weeks of the season. It was cute. Puka Nakua. What a story. It's kind Still of cute. A story. You know what I mean? He's fifth-round pick, and he's a rookie, and no one really expected this from him, et cetera, et cetera. Puka Nakua is no longer some cute story about this fifth-round rookie from BYU. 
he's like completely legitimized every part of his game. Mm-hmm. I mean, yesterday he made this great catch across the middle and then turned on the afterburners and went for the score. Yeah. Then he had two huge runs. One was negated by, by a penalty. holding penalty on Demarcus Robinson, which was kind of like. Eh. But but Nakua in the running game. Um, and the way that they've incorporated him into the offense. Mm-hmm. And now that they've got a running game. I mean, to me, the Rams offense yesterday kind of looked like what the Rams offense used to look like when they were going in a million different directions yeah. and they had Gurley. And so you were you were worried about their yeah, run game. Because Kyron was good late in the second half. He started to turn some yardage. Yeah. yeah. And then the defense. I mean, well, let me stay on the offense for one second. The fact that Stafford really wasn't touched yesterday, and everybody will say, well, it was the best defense in the NFL, and yes, statistically going into that game, they are. That's true. Miles Garrett, clearly not the player he was a week ago because he got hurt, but he's out there trying to gut it out. But the offensive line of the Rams, yeah. the way they performed yesterday, the way they kept Stafford you know, pretty much untouched, and when you have Stafford, when you've got a veteran quarterback like that, you're in every game, or yeah. you have a chance in every game. I agree. So all credit to the to the offensive side. On the defensive side, we heard this last week, the lowest payroll in the entire NFL on the defense. And yet, again, when they knew that it was desperation time for Cleveland, I mean, they, they got after Joe Flacco. I mean, they were all over him. You know, even Aaron Donald at the end with the safety. So I got to give it up to the Rams. I definitely had my doubts. And here they are at 6-6, six and six, and they are very much alive. There are three more wins to get to where I said they'd be. Mm-hmm. You called it 9-8. and eight. We'll see if they get there. Who knows? Maybe they actually score one of these wins that you don't expect. I mean, maybe, George, when they play San Francisco in the last game of the season, maybe San Francisco's already got the number one seed wrapped up. Or maybe they're, they can't do anything better. Maybe they're only going to be the right. number two. Right. Maybe that, they rest guys. That, that could be more likely. Although right now it's like a 50-50 proposition with the Eagles and them to be the one seed. They've cracked open a little bit for the Cowboys. But it's basically a two-horse race now. And I do want to get to the Niners because I'm glad you brought them up. They are the best team in football. I don't even think it's a, a discussion when they're healthy. Uh, not after not after yesterday's beatdown of the Eagles in Philly. I mean, they went over there minus six yards in the first quarter, and then like four hundred and fifty after that mm-hmm. it was just insane. Yep, they scored they on so many, they scored touchdowns on six straight possessions yep. and so many big plays. You know, I mean, so many plays where. You know, you throw a ball six or seven or eight yards or ten yards, and then you get the run after catch, Gone. and it turns into touchdowns. Right, and it's not just Debo. It's Ayuk, too, and yeah. it's um, what's 15. What's his name? Uh, God, it's just, it just escaped 15 me. is what I call him. I just call him 15. So I just like calling guys by their numbers. <laughs> hey, what's up, 15? Let's go, 15. <laughs> Seriously, I used to do that all Juwan the time. Juwan Jennings. My, my daughter's soccer team, I would never call the girls by their names. I would yeah. always call them Good by job, their numbers. Good job, five. Yeah. Yeah, I'd go, way to go, five. It's a nice cross, five. Yeah. Way to go, 15. Good catch, 15. Yeah, but the Niners are the best team in football right now. I don't think there's much doubt about that. I think if, if at the beginning of the season you were going to argue for Kansas City, and here we are through all these games, and you go, Kansas City, not that good. Now, just for the record. Wrong. Well, their defense is really good. Their yep. offense is just not that not good. Not so good. Just right for now. the record, our new teammate, producer D, DeAndre, yeah. he's an Eagles fan. Oh, my bad. Oh, DeAndre. Yeah. Try to use that headset. I don't, I don't, I don't. Good? Are we good? Oh, there we go. You good? Yeah, we're good. I, I, we're I, don't, good. I don't agree that the Niners are the best team. You don't. You I don't. don't. Why? Do even though they just wiped the floor with your team? Because the Browns beat them. <laughs> yeah, but the Browns beat them in a controversial fashion. They still beat them. Yeah, but didn't the, didn't the Jets? Who did the Jets like knock off earlier this year? That was it. San Francisco. The Jets beat the Eagles too. Oh, the Jets beat the Eagles. Okay, yeah, that's they, right. Because they were that was the one loss they had. Right. Jets beat the Eagles. Like, yep. Yeah. Well, I think the problem is styles make fights, DeAndre, and I think that the Eagles are just not. Like, they can't play from behind against the Niners because the Niners, to Cappy's point, are too potent. 
But see, the thing is, the Eagles are they have they just signed uh, Darius Leonard, Shaq Leonard. Yeah. So you know we need linebacker help right now. So I feel like that would be a key as far as the Eagles with linebacker issues because every single one of those passes getting thrown right in the middle. And Debo Samuel take it right in the middle every single time. I mean, that that last touchdown that he had was just insane. I mean, you keep ridiculous. that positive attitude, DeAndre. You keep that positive attitude. Oh, I think it's going to be the Eagles and Niners in the NFC Championship game. I, I mean, agree. if they get him home again, maybe they have a shot. But DeAndre, you play this fight song anytime you want. Oh, yeah, I will. Oh, every yeah, single man. time I got a little Eagles bit, I, I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is I'm a catchy it song. It's a great fight song. It's the best fight song in the league. Back when I was an Eagles fan. I don't know. I kind of like the Raiders one better, not going to lie. Well, yeah. I mean, that's legendary. Yeah. Wait, back then? You were an Eagles fan back then? I told you. I told you with T.O. Oh, really? I, the only NFL jersey I've ever owned was a T.O. jersey. Jor- uh, Jorge. Sedano remembers that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, kind of. Yeah. Well, he's Jorge, too, you know. Enough See? with you. You okay. got, you oh got, my God! Crypto Ray uh, just videotaped two guys getting into a fight at a gas station. He was at. No way! <laughs> What's going on with him, dude? Me and Chris were driving in downtown LA one it, night. Chris, it's in, we're, it's I don't in remember. the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust. If you want to see these two guys wrestling with Chris, each other, don't you at remember? The we we saw that fight go down at that oh, yeah. gas station, and he got so scared. You, you got. He scared? was like, "Yo, we got to get out of here." I'm like, "Dude, it's, it's they're not fighting with us." It was that Shell Station down yeah, down, yeah, right. down Olympic. Well, I didn't want them to hurt you. <laughs> I didn't want gonna, them to hurt you. You can't defend yourself. They're fighting each other. They're not going to jump us. We're in the car. Right, but I but if but if there's six guys, right, and they all come after us, and I got to take five of them by myself, and you're getting worked over by one guy, I'm worried about you, buddy. I could take on at least two trying to work me over. Oh, really? Yeah. You've got experience with two guys trying to work you over? God, you're a bad guy. Coming up next, <laughs> let's get into the college football playoff chaos. Uh, let's get let's get into um, the latest from Lincoln Riley, actually, Cappy, where he's uh, he's made some comments about the trajectory of the USC Trojans. So we'll get to some of that stuff. The college football insanity next. But first, Cappy, tell them about prize picks. Okay, so for those of you that are watching on YouTube, you're going to see over my shoulder. I've got the prize picks monitor over me. These guys are amazing partners for us here at 710, with one small exception. And that is this. I took a big old L this weekend. I had Joe Flacco to go for over 198 and a half yards passing. No problem. Joe Flacco, winner. Last night, Patrick Mahomes, 260.5 yards. I played more on prize picks. Patrick Mahomes wasn't even close. And I was sitting there the whole time going, you know, he needs like 70 yards. He's going to get the ball back. You know what? Maybe, maybe Kansas City can put this thing into overtime. I'm still going to find a way to win. I had to take the L yesterday on prize picks. Here's what I want you to do. Go to prizepicks.com slash cappy, K-A-P-P-Y, prizepicks.com slash cappy, and I want you to sign up for an account. Your first deposit, they will match 100% up to $100. So if you put in 100, they put in 100. If you put in 50, they put in 50. And get in the game, because there are like 7 plus million of us that are all playing this game, and it will change the way you watch. I didn't care about that game last night. All I cared about was Mahomes going to help me win, and he didn't. Get in the game with prize picks, prizepicks.com slash cappy. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Monday afternoon with Sedano and Cappy. In the afternoon, yo. We play this because we got to welcome a new family member. Producer D, DeAndre. He t- he's going to take Laura's spot in a while. We got to train him up though, right Cappy? Listen, um, I'm so excited about DeAndre being trained because he's a sponge, man. He got no bad habits yet. He don't know what he's doing. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? Well, he's means, raw. He's raw. Means, right. So you're, we're teaching him what we it. want him to know. I know. That, that, that's a great advantage. Yeah. And Total on this, sponge. On this day in 1971, the number one hit. Sly in the family stone. Family affair. Yeah, D. You feel that, dog? You're potted up, D. You can talk. Uh, yeah. I see you bouncing that head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. Uh-huh. It's a family affair, my man. Are you ready for this, DeAndre, or are you not ready for this? Oh, I am, man. I am. Just Wait, it's his first in. day. Will you just relax a I know, little but bit? I, but yeah, George, I, ex- I explained him. I explained to him, George. I said, DeAndre, you got to understand something. You're joining one of the biggest radio shows in America. Well, that is true. He told me it was going to change my life. I said, I mean, it might. This is Try going to, to change your life. It is. 100% it's going to change your life. In two awesome. weeks, in two weeks, everybody that you know is going to be like, "Oh, damn, dog! Oh, you want Sedano and Cap? I hear you." In two weeks, your life will be completely different because of the magnitude of this radio station. No, I hear you. I hear you. I'm just locked in right now, man. I'm trying okay. to learn lock in as, it, as it's going. Yeah, he's trying to learn, man. Okay, well, lock in, my man. See, to we want to train him properly out of the gate. Like you yeah. were never trained properly, right. Cappy? You yeah, you don't think so? No, not until you got to Andrew Ashwood. That was later on. Okay, that was actually the very, very beginning. Okay, well then, never mind. <laughs> By the way, I'll tell you who is on a, a a real power trip right now. So last week when I ran the board, mm-hmm. Lindsay and I were getting along fine, of course, right? We're friends. But today, she's going real power trip. Because when I sit on the other side, she's cool. Now she's like, Chris, are you really, like, you're just going to move to break times without me? I was like, well, that's kind of what I do, right? I mean, you usually, like, when you do that, there's we have, like, a text chain and we all talk about it and communicate, but, you know... No, I move them a lot of times when I'm sitting over there and nobody says anything. Right. He's just, he's sitting there. It's just Oh, you're going to defend him now, George? Okay, I, wait till he's yelling at you. I mean, he told me, though, in my ear. I know, I know. No, now she's like, now that you're on the board. Listen, I said I'm trying to help out as much as I can. That's all. Yelling at me. Okay. Yelling. Because you got to put the smack down. Um, Cappy, you, so I, I don't feel like I, I mean, I think I kind of sort of understood during crosstalk where you were on this whole no, college football chaos. I don't think you did. Okay, so where are you on this? Well, here's the thing. Going into the um, selection show yesterday, I'm a former college football player who thinks the kids should get what they deserve. 
If you go to Florida State University, if you play in the ACC, if you go undefeated and you win your conference championship game, I don't care if it's 3 nothing or if it's 100 to nothing, you think you are entitled to one of those four spots. Correct. Right? I said this earlier. Florida State in the history of college football, is amongst the Giants. Notre Dame, USC, Michigan, Ohio State, you name it, Florida State has its position amongst the all-time great programs. For 50 years, they've been one of the better programs, no question. Our entire lives, they've been a great program, with the exception of the little dip that they took. But so what? Everybody's had their dip along the way. USC certainly has. Yeah. Florida State believes that they are entitled to that spot. Yeah. And I thought going into the selection yesterday that it would be ridiculous if they weren't given that spot. Oh, but they, that was coming. You could see it coming by based no on the conversations that were being had. Again, the distinguishing of the best four versus the most deserving, that was a narrative that get, got kept putting out there. You know what really actually pissed me off? Mm. Because if the issue was the quarterback, Jordan Travis, mm-hmm. then why did you make, keep them four the week before? Well, I mean, my bigger issue is is that if if you're going to say that Florida State doesn't belong because they lost their star quarterback, why are they five? Um, right. Why are they better than Georgia? Right. Because right now, let me ask you this. Given what Florida State is with their backup quarterback, do you think Florida State is better than Washington? Uh, probably not, no. How about Michigan? Maybe. I think they could actually play Michigan with their second string quarterback. With their backup quarterback. Michigan, do, huh? Michigan's offense sucks. Like, the last three weeks of Michigan offense has been atrocious. It, okay. like, looks like something you would do with leather helmets. Okay. So, so Michigan, you think, oh, is a pot. Michigan. Oh, they Coach Harbaugh. Oh, sorry. You said Michigan. I had to put it. The number one team you think that Florida State is their backup the quarterback. Most, I think that they're, they're vulnerable for sure. Okay. What do you think about Florida State with their backup quarterback versus Texas? I think that's a possible. That could be a game, too. Okay. Like, then, as good as Florida State's defense is, defense is, yes, I think it's a game. And Florida State, Alabama, you think Florida State. I think it's a game. Okay. All right. So, but you don't think Florida State is a winner in any of those games. You think it's a game? I think it's a game, but if it's a game, you it, that, in a one game scenario, anything can happen. Okay. Florida State versus Georgia in Florida State's current setup. Who do you like? Um, I think Georgia's more talented. Okay. Pretty much what you've said is is that you don't think Florida State's better than any of the five teams I just mentioned. You said they're they're competitive. Oh, I, I I think I think that they could be competitive with all those teams that you mentioned. To be honest with you, um, but I think that they could be because styles make fights, and I'm a big believer in that. I think that if they were to play, if they would have been the four and they played Michigan, I think they have a real shot to beat Michigan. So here's the thing: I assume that Florida State, and I don't mean yesterday. I mean, two weeks ago. And by the way, ago. that's with their backup quarterback, not the third stringer who played yesterday. Because their backup quarterback, Tate Rodemaker, who beat Florida uh, and got hurt in that game, got concussed. Yep. Like he's played in games. Like he's not like a backup who's never played before. Like this freshman, this true freshman, Brock Le- Glenn or whatever his name is, that was making his first ever career start. Right. But, you know, you said it, though. The setup was there. As I'm watching this yesterday, I'm going, wait a second. If they put Florida State in... They keep Alabama out. Alabama is the team that just knocked off the number one team in the country. So if you put Florida State in and then Alabama, the winner of the SEC, the best conference in college football, you're going to keep Alabama out. I can't see a way where they're going to keep Alabama out. 
I actually think there's more of an argument that perhaps Florida State should have been in and Texas shouldn't have been in. I I can make a compelling argument that either Alabama or Texas could have been out as opposed to Florida State. But the reason Texas goes in, obviously, is because they beat Bama head to head in week two. Yeah. On the road. And by the way, if we talk about just pure money, Texas is like the number one college, uh, like, merch license. But but here's what I would say. College football. Here's all I'll tell you. Alabama, if, if we're really going to do that, right, if the games are going to matter, then Alabama should not have been there because we can make the argument, oh, the SEC champion, this, that, and the other, but this is not the same SEC that we'd seen the previous two or three or four or five seasons. Yeah, but wasn't this Florida is, State's strength of schedule like 55 and Alabama's strength of schedule like five? Right, because they played Georgia again at the end. That's why. But uh, Alabama was, they needed... A, a miracle play yes, against to Auburn, beat a bad before. Auburn team yeah. that lost to New Mexico State the week before. And George, look, Florida State's argument is, look, we beat Florida from the SEC. And we beat LSU. Louisiana State, right. So, so we played those teams. And by the way, there's a stat where the ACC head-to-head against the SEC this year, the ACC beat the SEC in head-to-head matchups. Oh, six to four. And, so, and by the way, the, S- the ACC actually, the only team with a winning record Conference to conference was the Pac-12. Um, the ACC had, was 12 and 13 against the other Power Five uh, opponents. They by by far played the most games as a conference. But here's what the, the dirty little secret that nobody wants to tell you. All right, tell the, me. The SEC was not that good this year. Not that good. Okay. And people can argue and say, oh, but they're the SEC, and look how many of them are in the top 12 or whatever. I say 12 because they'll be 12 next year. Yes, but I think a lot of that is just subjectivity, not objectivity at perhaps, this stage. Perhaps, but I'll tell you one thing. Go look at the top 25 poll as it sits today. Look at the top 13 teams in, in today's top oh, 25. Oh, I know. More, uh, every, only one of them will not be in the Big Ten or SEC next year. That's, and that's Florida, Florida State. State. That's exactly right. Yeah. If you're Florida State... What's humiliating to you is that you stand amongst the Giants in college football history. You won your entire league. You went undefeated, and you got jobbed. No question totally about jobbed. it. Totally jobbed. Nobody feels bad for Georgia. They're the two-time defending national champions. They've been on this massively long winning streak, and no one feels bad for Georgia because they've won a couple of national titles in back-to-back years. Everybody is talking about Florida State as if they're James Madison. Right. As if they're this little tiny school right. that came from out of nowhere. If they were San Diego State. And, and here's the thing. Or, by the way, even Cincinnati. I mean, the, right. or the fact, TCU. That's absurd. It's absurd that TCU and Cincinnati were in the game. By the way, nobody thought TCU was going to beat Michigan last year. No. Well, well, wait, don't you think the reason why they did this was because, like, the last two years, in both of those instances, everyone was like, they'll never do that again because that was a blowout. That was awful. Nobody wanted to see that. Don't well, you think that's part the of the reason champ- why? In the championship game, but TCU beat Michigan. Right. But I also, and they were huge Lin- underdogs in that game. Lindsay, I also think the circumstances are different. I think that all of a sudden this year, not only did you have four teams, but you had six teams. There, there really were six teams to argue about. Georgia had an argument. Florida State had an argument. Alabama did. Texas did. The only two teams that really didn't have to worry about it were Michigan and Washington. Uh, Matt, right. You know, I mean, and hey, look. By the so way, Washington, and by the way, I, I can make a compelling case that Washington should be the number one team. Oh, I totally could buy that. Totally. Listen, Washington's very lucky that the Pac-12 was super strong this year. Oh, Cause, because cause if it, the Pac-12 th- this, wasn't, they could have been Florida State. That's what I was going to say. This could have happened to any conference not named the Big Ten in the SEC. Absolutely right. Yeah. That's exactly the point. And then again, you look at the top 13 teams in the country right now, every one of them will be in the SEC 
or the Big Ten next year. Those are the two major conferences now. ACC is going to have to get over it. Pac-12 doesn't exist anymore. Big 12 is a back burner conference. Guess what? All these conferences are now just one little teeny tiny step ahead of the AAC or the Conference USA or the Mountain West. You thought you were the big time, but you're not. Not anymore. All right. Well, LeBron is big time, and him and uh, Udoka, Ime Udoka, were going at it. We'll get into that next.